Welcome to the Lexington Public Library's African American Heritage Walking Tour. On this tour, we will explore nine areas on Lexington's East End that are historically significant to the African American community in Lexington. The tour begins at the First African Baptist Church, which is on the southwest corner of Short and Dewey Streets. First African Baptist Church, 266 East Short Street. The First African Baptist Church in Lexington is the oldest congregation in the United States for Black Baptists, west of the Allegheny Mountains. The church was originally founded in 1790 by Peter Durrett, and the congregation met in a building on land provided for by one of the founders of Lexington, John Maxwell. The first location of the church was on Winslow, now Avenue of Champions, and Lexington Avenues. Peter Durrett, known as Brother Captain, Old Captain, or Reverend Captain to his community, had been enslaved in Virginia and first came to Kentucky in 1785 with his wife while they were still in bondage. Born in 1733, Durrett converted to Christianity at the age of 25. Once Durrett and his wife came to Lexington, he began to proselytize and quickly gathered followers through his pious rhetoric. Due to his status as an enslaved person, Durrett was denied the opportunity to become an ordained minister through the Southern Kentucky Baptist Association. Undaunted, he carried on with his ministry and continued to baptize converts. Though the early church did not keep records, sources indicate that by the time Durrett officially organized his congregation in 1801, over 300 enslaved people from around Lexington and Fayette County were members. Before purchasing the building at this location, the church occupied two other sites in Lexington. One was on the corner of Hill and Mulberry Streets, now High and Limestone, and the other was on the same block at the corner of Limestone and Maxwell Streets. While Durrett was the sole pastor for much of the church's early history, when the church moved to the Limestone and Maxwell location, he was joined by a co-pastor by the name of London Farrell. A well-known historical figure in the Lexington African-American community, London Farrell was born in Virginia in 1789 and came to Lexington as a freedman between 1812 and 1815. Farrell co-pastored with Peter Durrett at First African Baptist Church for two years before Durrett's death in 1823. After Durrett's death, the church split into two congregations. Some members stayed with the First African Baptist Church, led by London Farrell, and others moved on to the historic Pleasant Green Missionary Baptist Church, which is currently located on Maxwell Street. The First African Baptist Congregation moved to this location in the 1830s and under Farrell's leadership became the largest congregation of African Americans in Kentucky with over 1,800 members. Farrell served as the leader of the First African Baptist Church and a leader in the Lexington African American community for over 30 years. He died in 1854 and was buried in the Old Episcopal Burying Grounds, located on East 3rd Street and Elm Tree Lane. He is the only African American buried in that cemetery. Currently, on East 3rd Street, next to the Old Episcopal Burying Grounds Cemetery, there is a community garden named after London Farrell. The church's congregation split again in 1862, which led to the founding of the Main Street Baptist Church. For 64 years, between 1862 and 1926, the first African Baptist Church was led by eight different reverends. In 1926, Homer Nutter became reverend of the church and led the first African Baptist Church until his retirement in 1976. 
The building itself was added to the National Register of Historic Places in 1986, and in 1987, the congregation moved to a new location at 465 Price Road. Since 1987, the building has been used as a child care center and is presently being used as office space by a number of businesses. From First African Baptist Church, walk north to Dewey's Street. 148 Dewey's will be on the right-hand side of the street. Dewey's Street and 148 Dewey's. Dewey's and Short Street to Dewey's and Elm Tree Lane. From the early 20th century until the civil rights movement and desegregation, Dewey Street was a hub for the African-American community in Lexington. During that time, Dewey's ran north from East Main Street all the way to 4th Street, and Black-owned businesses like insurance companies, restaurants, barbershops and beauty salons, and funeral homes lined the street. In addition to being a center of Black business in Lexington, Dewey Street was also the center for Black nightlife. Venues like Club Hurricane and the Derby welcomed African-American artists like Duke Ellington and Louis Armstrong, and the Lyric Theater, which opened in 1948 and showed first-run films, served as the only movie house in Lexington for African-Americans. Many notable African-Americans in Lexington began their businesses on Dewey Street. One such notable person was Dr. John K. Polk. Polk was an African-American doctor who ran his medical practice at two locations on Dewey Street. From 1914 until 1919, Dr. Polk's practice was located at 166 Dewey Street, an address that no longer exists. From 1921 until 1935, his practice was located at 148 Dewey Street. This location is currently occupied by the Urban League of Lexington-Fayette County. The desegregation of public accommodations in Lexington in the early 1960s and the closing of the Lyric Theater in 1963 had an adverse effect on Dewey Street businesses. Because African Americans were now allowed to patronize white-owned businesses, many of the black-owned businesses on Dewey Street began to fail and ultimately closed. This decline in economic growth resulted in Dewey Street losing its status as the center of black business and nightlife in Lexington. In the 1980s, the urban county government presented a plan to revitalize Dewey's, but the project never got off the ground, and in the 1990s, when Elm Tree Lane was built, the street was cut off, making it less than half of its original length. Despite these setbacks, the reopening of the Lyric in 2010 was seen as a step in a positive direction for Dewey's Street. Though it may never have the prominence it once did in Lexington or with the African-American community, Dewey Street is an example of the self-determination of African-Americans in Lexington under Jim Crow segregation. From Dewey Street, walk north. Make a left onto Elm Tree Lane. The clinic is on the left-hand side of the street between East 2nd Street and East 3rd Street. Polk Dalton Clinic, 217 Elm Street Lane. The UK healthcare Polk Dalton Clinic specializes in internal medicine and pediatrics, serving the Northside community of Lexington. In 2008, the clinic was renamed for two African-American doctors who practiced on Dewey Street during Jim Crow, John K. Polk and J. Rufus Dalton. Dr. John Knox Polk was born in Versailles in 1882. 
He received his medical degree from Howard University in Washington, D.C., and opened his first clinic at 166 Dewey Street in 1914. By 1921, Dr. Polk had moved to a larger home at 148 Dewey Street, out of which he operated his own clinic, Polk's Infirmary. Due to Jim Crow segregation, African-American patients had very limited access to white-only hospitals, so Dr. Polk performed minor surgeries at his infirmary. At the time, Dr. Polk was one of only four African-American doctors in Lexington permitted to perform major surgeries at the white-only hospitals in town, St. Joseph's and Good Samaritan. In 1931, a doctor from Georgetown, Dr. J. Rufus Dalton, joined the Polk's infirmary practice. J. Rufus Dalton was originally from Illinois and received his medical license from Meharry Medical College in Nashville. Polk's infirmary operated under the leadership of John Polk until 1935, when Dr. Polk and his family moved to Florida. Dr. John K. Polk died in 1936. After Dr. Polk died, a funeral director and a lawyer operated out of 148 Dewey Street, until 1942, when Dr. J. Rufus Dalton again began practicing at that address. By 1943, Dr. Dalton was the sole practitioner at 148 Dewey Street. For 10 years, until his death in 1953, Dr. Dalton served the African-American community in Lexington. After Dr. Dalton's death, 148 Deweese became the private residence of Dr. Dalton's wife, Anna Dalton, until 1991. In 1995, the property became vacant, and in 1998, the Lexington-Fayette County Urban League purchased the building. As African-American doctors practicing medicine and serving their community during Jim Crow segregation, Dr. Polk and Dr. Dalton were pioneers in their field and pioneers in Lexington. From the Polk Dalton Clinic, walk north on Elm Tree Lane to East 3rd Street. Make a right onto East 3rd Street. The theater is on the southeast corner of East 3rd Street and Elm Tree Lane. Lyric Theater and Cultural Arts Center, 300 East 3rd Street. The Lyric Theater holds an especially fond place in the hearts and memories of the African-American community in Lexington. The theater opened in December of 1948, and though it was never segregated, it was the only entertainment venue exclusively for the Black community. Boasting a restaurant and seating for 924 patrons, the Lyric sat at the core of the East End community for 15 years. From the time it opened, as part of what was termed the Chitlin Circuit, the theater hosted some of the day's most celebrated Black entertainers, such as Count Basie, Cab Calloway, B.B. King, Ike and Tina Turner, Red Fox, and Ella Fitzgerald, among many others. In addition to presenting internationally known entertainers, the lyrics showcased first-run films and on Saturdays featured cartoons and movies for children. The theater was truly the center of entertainment for African Americans in Lexington and around Kentucky. Starting in the early 1960s, during the Civil Rights Movement, efforts to desegregate public accommodations in Lexington began in earnest. In 1963, after the three Main Street movie theaters, the white-only Kentucky Theater and the segregated Strand and Ben Ally were finally desegregated, the Lyric Theater closed. Though the theater did open occasionally for special events, it never regained its popularity or prominence, and in 1973, it was condemned for code violations. In 1984, a religious organization purchased the building with plans to turn it into a community center. 
Unfortunately, under the new management, the building sat vacant for over 20 years with minimal repairs until the city stepped in and took over the property in 2005. The city took the property under the guarantee that it would restore the building and turn the Lyric into an African-American cultural center. After extensive input from the community and renovations that cost $6 million, the Lyric Theater and Cultural Arts Center reopened in October of 2010. Since the theater reopened, it has brought economic revitalization to the East End, as well as a renewed spirit of cultural engagement and community to Lexington. After decades of dormancy, the revival of the Lyric Theater stands as a testament to the significance of the African-American community in Lexington. From the Lyric Theater, walk east on East 3rd Street. The community center is on the right-hand side of the street on the southeastern corner of East 3rd Street and Shropshire Avenue. Charles Young Park and Community Center, 540 East 3rd Street. The Charles Young Park and Community Center have been vital parts of the East End community for almost 90 years. Both the park and the center are named after Colonel Charles Denton Young. Charles Young was born in Mays Lick, Kentucky in 1864 and grew up in Ohio. Young graduated from the U.S. Military Academy at West Point in 1889 and, at the time, was only the third African-American man to graduate from the Academy. Throughout his life, Young accomplished many things. He was the first African-American to hold the title of National Park Superintendent and made significant contributions to Sequoia and General Grant, now Kings Canyon, national parks in California. He fought in military battles in Mexico against Pancho Villa, in the Philippines, and in Cuba. Young taught military science at Wilberforce University in Ohio, and he served as a military attache in both Haiti and Liberia. Inarguably, one of Charles Young's greatest accomplishments was being the first African-American promoted to the rank of colonel in the U.S. Army. Colonel Charles Young died in Nigeria in 1922, and he is buried in Arlington National Cemetery. Charles Young Park was established in 1930 during Jim Crow segregation as the second park for the African-American community in Lexington. The first park established was Douglas Park on Georgetown Street 14 years earlier in 1916. Five years after Charles Young Park was established, and with the help of a Federal Public Works Administration grant, the Charles Young Community Center was constructed. The center opened in March of 1935 to three days of celebrations with over 1,000 visitors to the center. Throughout the 1940s and 50s, the Charles Young Center served the East End community as a place for families and young people to go for a number of recreational activities, including sports, dances, club meetings, and tutoring and mentoring programs. During the Civil Rights Movement, the center was the headquarters for the Lexington branch of the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, and the organization continues to meet at the center the second Monday of every month. In 2016, the Charles Young Center was added to the National Register of Historic Places, and it continues to bring together the East End community through youth and teen activities, senior activities, and the annual East End Day Community Reunion. From the Charles Young Center, walk east on East 3rd Street toward Winchester Road. The park will be on the left-hand side of the street on the northwest corner of Midland Avenue and East 3rd Street between Nelson Avenue and Midland Avenue.
Isaac Murphy Memorial Art Garden, East 3rd Street at Midland Avenue. The Isaac Murphy Memorial Art Garden was constructed in 2014. This memorial is located near 419 East 3rd Street, which was the home address of Isaac Murphy and his wife Lucy, whom he married in 1883. The art garden was a collaboration between public and private interests and created as a memorial to Isaac Murphy, as well as the many African Americans who contributed to the horse industry in Lexington during the 19th century. This neighborhood was chosen for the art garden both because of its nearness to Murphy's home and because of its historical connection to the horse industry. Many leading African-American jockeys, trainers, and grooms lived in this Northeast neighborhood due to its proximity to the Kentucky Racing Association racetrack, which was built in 1828 and eventually extended over 65 acres near 5th and Race Streets. In the late 1800s, many of the leading jockeys in the United States were African-American, and Isaac Burns Murphy was one of the most successful African-American jockeys to ever ride. Murphy was chosen as the namesake for this art garden because he was a three-time Kentucky Derby winner, considered by many to be the greatest jockey of the 19th century, if not the greatest jockey in the history of thoroughbred racing. Born into slavery in Clark County, Kentucky in 1861, Murphy began training and riding horses as a teenager. He started riding professionally in the late 1870s, and in 1884, Murphy won his first Kentucky Derby. Isaac Murphy won his second Kentucky Derby in 1890 and his third in 1891. In addition to being the first person to win three Kentucky Derbies, Murphy rode and won in prestigious races such as the Kentucky Oaks, the Clark Handicap, and the American Derby. Isaac Murphy was one of the highest paid American jockeys, and in 1887 he received $12,000 for a race, which is equivalent to $300,000 in today's money. Murphy ran his last race in 1895 and died in 1896 at the age of 35. Although his racing career was cut short, Murphy has been posthumously recognized for his immense contributions to the horse racing industry. In 1955, he was the first jockey chosen for the Hall of Fame at the National Museum of Racing in Saratoga Springs, New York. The National Turf Riders Association presents the Isaac Murphy Award to the jockey with the highest winning percentage of the year, and the Isaac Murphy Handicap is a thoroughbred horse race held every June at Arlington Park Racetrack in Chicago, Illinois. In 2010, Kentucky Poet Laureate Frank X. Walker published Isaac Murphy, I Dedicate This Ride, a collection of poems that explore the life and career of Isaac Murphy. Murphy is interred at the Kentucky Horse Park, and in 2015, the park presented a new headstone to honor this incomparable athlete and proud Lexingtonian. From the Isaac Murphy Memorial Art Garden, walk west on East 3rd Street toward Shropshire Avenue. Turn right onto Shropshire Avenue. Walk north on Shropshire toward East 5th Street. Stay to the left to stay on Shropshire Avenue. Turn right onto East 6th Street. Turn right when you see the playground in front of the community center. William Wells Brown Community Center and Elementary School, 548 East 6th Street and 555 East 5th Street. William Wells Brown Elementary School was built in 2008 to replace two other now closed elementary schools. The community center attached to the elementary school opened in that same year. 
Both the school and the community center are named after William Wells Brown, a formerly enslaved man born near Lexington who rose to international heights as an author, a playwright, and an abolitionist. William Wells Brown was born into slavery in 1814 on a farm in Montgomery County, Kentucky. He was the son of an enslaved African-American woman and a white man who was believed to be the cousin of the man who enslaved William's family. In 1816, William and his family were moved to Missouri, where he lived in bondage until escaping slavery in 1834. After escaping slavery, William Wells Brown found himself destitute in Ohio. While in Ohio, he received help from a Quaker man named Wells Brown, from whom William adopted his surname. As a free man, William Wells Brown became self-educated and began writing books, including his autobiography, Narrative of William W. Brown, a Fugitive Slave, written by himself. William Wells Brown was a conductor on the Underground Railroad and traveled the world as an anti-slavery advocate. He lived in the UK for five years, and in 1853, his most famous book entitled Clotel, or The President's Daughter, A Narrative of Slave Life in the United States, was published. This book is thought to be the first novel written by an African-American person. Due to the book's controversial subject matter, many believe it was an allusion to Sally Hemings and Thomas Jefferson, the book was not published in the United States until 1864. Ten years before that, in 1854, William Wells Brown came back to the United States, settling in Massachusetts. After returning to the U.S., he authored at least five more books, continued to lecture on abolition, and in his later years became a doctor. A well-regarded man of letters, William Wells Brown died in Massachusetts in 1884. He was inducted into the Kentucky Writers Hall of Fame in 2013. Before this location was the site of an elementary school and a community center named after a Kentucky native son, it was the location of the Kentucky Race Association racetrack. Before Keeneland opened in 1936, the Kentucky Association racetrack was the premier location for thoroughbred horse racing in Lexington. The Kentucky Association was formed in 1826 by local luminaries like Henry Clay and Dr. Alicia Warfield. The association's one-mile racetrack, its grandstand for spectators, and its stables for horses was built between 1825 and 1834 and eventually extended over 65 acres in this area. Many significant firsts in the horse racing industry happened at the Kentucky Association racetrack. It is where Isaac Murphy took home his first win. Hall of Fame jockey Jimmy Winkfield started his racing career there, and it was the first stable in Lexington for the legendary stallion Manowar. Though the ownership of the racetrack changed hands multiple times throughout the decades, the track retained its prominence until it was closed in 1933. In 1935, the racetrack facilities were torn down, and a year later, construction began on Lexington's first housing project, Bluegrass Aspendale, which was a segregated housing project in this area. The housing project was officially desegregated in 1974, and in 2006 it was torn down completely and replaced with apartments, townhomes, and the single-family residences you see now. This area of the East End has seen many changes throughout its history, but it has always played an important role in the African-American community in Lexington. From William Wells Brown Community Center, head east toward East 6th Street. Turn left onto East 6th Street. 
Turn right onto Pemberton Lane. Turn right onto East 7th Street. The gates to the cemetery will be on the left-hand side. African American Cemetery Number 2, 419 East 7th Street. African Cemetery Number 2 was established in 1869 by the Union Benevolent Society Number 2 as the Cemetery of the Union Benevolent Society Number 2. The Union Benevolent Society Number 2 was founded in 1852 by a group of enslaved African American men in Lexington as a charitable organization for the benefit of the African American community. Though the earliest graves on this site date back to 1820, the Benevolent Society officially purchased four acres of land outside the city limits to create a cemetery in 1869. In 1875, they were able to purchase four more acres of land. What is particularly noteworthy about this cemetery is that the land was originally purchased, developed, and maintained by newly freed African Americans during the Reconstruction era. This cemetery contains around 8,000 graves and many African Americans who made significant contributions to the Lexington community and beyond are buried here. Among the interred are individuals like Reverend Frederick Braxton, after whom Bracktown was named, a minister at both the First African Baptist Church on Short Street and Main Street Baptist Church. Also, Oliver Lewis, the famous jockey who won the first Kentucky Derby in 1875, whose remains were reinterred here in the 1920s. And Isaac Murphy, who was originally buried here, but whose remains were eventually moved to the Kentucky Horse Park. Military men from the Civil War to World War II, educators, community leaders, and many African Americans who worked in the horse industry in the late 1800s are buried at African Cemetery No. 2. The cemetery is believed to have changed its name to African Cemetery No. 2 in 1917, and despite industrial, commercial, and residential development to the area between the early 1900s and the 1930s, it continued to stand as a testament to the lives and the work of African Americans in Lexington. The Union Benevolent Society No. 2 managed the cemetery with membership dues until the decline of the organization around 1940. And with the decline of the organization and the decline of funding came a decline to the maintenance of the cemetery. Without regular maintenance, the property became overgrown. In the 1950s, African-American civic leaders in Lexington reached out to the community to galvanize a collective effort to preserve the cemetery. Those efforts went largely unheeded and the cemetery continued to fall into disrepair. There was some effort to clear the cemetery in the 1960s, and in the early 1970s, the Lexington city government charted many of the graves. The last burial in the cemetery occurred in 1974. However, it was not until the late 1970s when African-American community leaders came together to restore the neglected property. In 1979, African Cemetery No. 2 Incorporated was formed to purchase the property and raise money to protect and support the cemetery. This organization initiated restoration to the property in the early 1980s, but that restoration was short-lived and the cemetery again fell into disrepair. It was not until the late 1990s when a sustained community effort was undertaken to revitalize the cemetery and restore it to its former glory. Through the care of concerned citizens and family members of those buried here, African Cemetery No. 2 was saved from neglect and its rich history was uncovered and honored. 
In 2004, African Cemetery No. 2 was added to the National Register of Historic Places. Today, the cemetery hosts annual Juneteenth celebrations, which commemorate the June 19, 1865 abolition of slavery in Texas, and most recently participated in the city of Lexington's second annual Nature Hop. African Cemetery No. 2 is an invaluable historical site that serves to remind us about the deep roots of the African-American community that helped build Lexington. This concludes our tour. Thank you for joining Lexington Public Library on this walk through Lexington's past and present. If you enjoyed the tour, check out our other tours on our website at www.lexpublib.org slash walkingtours. tours.